Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, ladies and gents, we are back again for another uh, special hot seat episode here. I've enrolled Landon here to uh, take over the control, so I'll dish it over to him here, Landon. We have done all of uh, 10 seconds of prep for this one, and uh, I absolutely love these being uh, thrown into the uh, the Den Alliance here on the hot seat. So Landon, tell us uh, what we're talking about today, and I think we also had... Uh, a member uh, or a listener uh, submit a question. So I'll, uh, I'll let you take it from here, man. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Good to be back with everybody uh, this week. And we're going to tie in with the topic. Why do you need a three-year vision or more broadly? Why do you need a vision as an entrepreneur? Um, and we also, Johnny with Gutter Junk in the UK, if you're listening, we're going to be answering some of your questions here. But um, just from my end, just right quickly, I find when this question is asked on our calls, very kind of choppy, you know, it's kind of like, it's going to be 95%. Oh, I, I kind of want to do this and, and maybe do that. Like, there's no clear cut. And then when I get on a call with a guy, and he's like, look, this is three years, this is five years, this is revenue X for three revenue X for five guys, trucks, what I want to be doing. And it's all like strategically planned out. Dave, in your experience, and in my experience, who's more likely to go about actually accomplishing the vision, a guy who's like, this is what I'm doing X, Y, Z, or, well, this would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. I mean, I think Landon, like you're right. Like there's three things businesses do really bad. I think like one's knowing their numbers, actually it's probably more than two things, but one is knowing, <laughs> knowing their numbers Two is doing a really poor job of recruiting. Um, and and I, I really believe why they do a poor job of recruiting is because they don't know where the business is going itself, right? I say like, would you ever go on a road trip if you didn't know where you're going? And I think like, I think a lot of the members we work with, they know where they want to go with their business. Um, it's just our job to help give them clarity and pull that out of them. And it helps a lot when members come in our program and the first one of the first resources they're getting is uh, a template of a vision that they can follow to make their I've got like 25 questions that I asked for someone to make their vision and they also get to see uh, access to revives vision as well um, which helps a great deal when you can kind of you know see someone else's homework to be like oh that's kind of how you do it so I really think like to solve that second thing that owners screw up recruiting a team um, like if you don't have a vision, you're, there's no way people are going to put their career um, in your hands. And so I think that's this is like such an important thing we need to be talking about. Huge. Absolutely. I could not could not uh, agree more. Absolutely. So I guess we'll start it off. Uh, everybody, Dave, point point blank. And so we already touched on this. But, you know, why is vision so important? We kind of touched on like hiring. Mm -hmm. But like overall, you know, why is it so important? Yeah, I mean, you need to see where you're going, right? You started a business like that's why I mean the visions in you. It just needs to be pulled out of you. Like 
why did you quit your job? Or maybe you're moonlighting right now, working Saturdays, Sundays, and evenings. Like, why are you doing that? Like, just to say you want to make an extra two grand or three grand a month, like that's not a vision, right? That's just a little side hustle. And so I think when the vision grows within you, you're like, wow, now I can see where this thing is becoming and going to. Like for me, the vision that drove me initially early on was like we service all these beautiful homes, people who have money here locally. Uh, and I was also just early in my backpacking travels, seeing people that didn't have clean water. So I really saw Dave as a link one foot over here servicing people's properties who have oodles of money. Um, and then one foot over here in Southeast Asia, seeing that if our whole world was 100 people today, 13 of them wouldn't still have um, basic access to clean drinking water and just blew my mind. So I thought Revive can help be that bridge. Um, we're not going to solve the water crisis on our own. We're going to help with that. And I'm going to bridge these two people together. Uh, and we're going to say, you know what, every single job, 3%, whatever we do, whether it's a $200 job or it's a $20,000 job does not matter 3% in a different account, because that is the vision that I have marrying these two um, kind of parties together. That's the vision that got me off my seat and fired up to go work, you know, 15 hour days for three years to build this thing. So I think you've got to like, my why was a little more drenched in, in kind of a charitable component. Your why may be like, you have two kids at home, you need to make X amount per month. You've got this skill set. Let's go and apply it. Let's use it. And it's such a shame for me that I think the biggest waste on human on earth is literally when people don't live up to their full potential. And that's where I think we don't do enough time thinking about what our vision could be. Um, and we just go through our motion today. It's Monday, Landon, and we're just like, you know, so there's a lot of people today not showing up passionate for work because they don't have a vision. And like, if you go work a corporate nine to five, like you don't have a great spot to go be visionary. You're kind of just like kind of doing a lot of things for the company. When you burn the ships as an entrepreneur, like you signed up to be visionary at 8 a.m. Monday morning, at 12 p.m. Monday morning, and at 2.37 in the middle of the night, when you wake up to go to the washroom and like, boom, business idea, like run and grab a notebook, at least if you're like me, your visionary brain does not ever turn off. You're just always, so it's, again, a momentum thing. But um, yeah, how, how does that kind of answer? Why is it important? Yeah, I think... Uh... It's, it's huge. We're vision, like, even again, like, you know, as humans, we are front, we're visual creatures, we're front facing, we only have 180 degrees of vision, we need to be, we need to be able to see where we're going physically in a metaphorical sense, too. So I think that uh, you absolutely nailed it on the head, um, which kind of ties into, you know, if, if vision is so, is so important, you know, why do most entrepreneurs not emphasize a strong vision within their company? It's almost like, yeah, like, I'm the owner. I have this crazy vision, but my techs, my office manager, they're like, if you ask them, they have no idea. Um, so why don't they emphasize that a strong vision within their company? Yeah, I mean, it blows my mind. Why wouldn't you do that? But I'm also like, I've been in home services for 14 years. I would say for nine of them, maybe 10, I did not have a good vision for where I'm going. It was just like, you know what, we're going to paint all these homes or clean these houses and like the people did their work and I did my work. And it was kind of like this thing you didn't really talk about where years back now, when I read the e-myth, learned about making a vision, 
I went to my team and actually got everybody. Um, I rented out, we again, didn't have an office. We rented out like this hotel kind of conferency room, meeting room area, got a bunch of pizza and pop, got the team together. I made like 10 slides on Google slides. And I just said, this is where we're going. This is what I want to do. Uh, and again, like it all starts right here in the mindset of the visionary. That's the beautiful thing of being the entrepreneur. Like Technically, as an entrepreneur, you just need to dream it. You don't need to do it, right? And so it's like, I'm dreaming it, but now I see the team like now doing it. And of course, I'll jump in and do it when needed. But like, that's the e-myth, what it talks about, right? The technician is like, what's on the schedule today? You're on jobber. The manager is saying, man, things are kind of crazy. We should probably get some standard order here, maybe systemize out our operations a little bit better. And the entrepreneur could care less about today, July 2022. His or her head is already in next summer being like, oh, I think we could get into Christmas lights. I'm going to go to this conference and go learn about it. Or I'm going to go learn about this new service we're going to be doing. Or you're always in like future la la land. And so you you're always in one of those three states and i think most business owners spend like less than 1 hour a day being visionary because they're so busy in the business and it's this chicken and egg thing if you actually did a really good job taking a week off and building a vision and take that to your team and use that in your recruiting and grow people and be the leader you're not going to have the problem of being in the day to day cuz you did all the other stuff properly so it's kind of like on a, on, if it's a, if business is a marathon, too many business owners just like throw on their runners and just like, boom, we're going to run 20. What's a, what's a marathon? 26 miles. We're going to run 26 miles where the smart entrepreneur is like, let's actually plan out a vision for where this thing could be, do some preparation work, lay the groundwork, and then let's go get people onto our team. So don't like bypass the visionary aspect of your business. Cause it's vitally important. Um, if you've had a service business now for more than like a day, I would be planning two times per year where you're doing deep dive vision planning for your business. For me, it takes me almost a whole day. Uh, of course, my brain's always going. I'm taking notes about it, but a full day to just go plan out. That should not be done in the office. I think it should be done offsite. I'm big on like where environments are, where things get created uh, and go offsite and go start writing what you could imagine this future state of the business being not from Dave, but from Brian Scudamore, do not ask yourself how this will happen. How at this point is irrelevant. We will figure out the how. Just say, what do you want to create? What does the business look like? Just talk about the future state. Huge. Absolutely. And a key distinction here, we're not talking like if you don't have a vision, that doesn't mean you can't make money because with, with my, own, my own family, my mom owns a road control company um, or traffic control company. And I mean, I love, I love mom, but like, you know, if you ask her her vision, it's very unclear yet she's going crushing out, you know, six figure contracts. That's not what we're talking about. We're saying, but look, do you actually want to run a systematized business that you know where you're going, that everything, that everybody's on the same page, your hiring process is phenomenal. That's what we're talking about more of the, um, not on the, the money side, because you can make it. But the vision is like nine of the 10 of the pieces. It is everything. That's yeah. what we're talking about. So uh, Dave, I guess a, a more personal question here too. How, how has vision helped you grow your business? You're like, look, man, 14 years in the game, nine at 10 or 10 of those uh, could have been, it was a bit shoddy. But yeah. when you implemented that, how has it helped your, how has it helped your business? 
Well, I did exactly just that, man. Like um, my first nine or 10 years was very driven financially, right? Like the first bit of student painting was make 20 grand so I can get a business degree. So then I did that. And then I finished my business degree and I actually graduated during the recession back in 08, 09. Or sorry, 2020, I started my business in 09, but I graduated in 2012. So never mind. But I came out and said, okay, now what? I got to get a job. I don't want to get a job. And so my next big vision, save up $42,000 to buy my first home. So I worked my butt off, managed to do that. And then came 2012 to 2013. Then I wanted learned about investing in real estate. And then I wanted to save up and buy my first investment property. And then I wanted to do this. And then I wanted, and so you're always leveling up with kind of the next thing. That is what pushes our entrepreneurial brain. But I do think after a certain point financially, again, I'm not motivated super financially to go and you know save and buy a Lamborghini. It doesn't wire me, doesn't get me going. And so it turns to like more visionary of like, what can we create together as a team? And for me, it was always this allure rather than just me hiring summer students every year. How could I actually build a service business that has people have their careers around this mission that we had? So I kind of scrapped everything. And back in 2019, it wasn't that long ago, like three years ago, it got really busy deep diving what a vision for my team could be, brought it forward to the team. Obviously, things change as time goes, um, but you're kind of just throwing a dart at the dartboard and calling your shot saying, this is what we're going to create. So for me, I think vision is natural because I'm so goal oriented as a person personally. Like if someone said the goal is to buy a home, okay, what does a home cost? How much do we need to put down? What could we qualify for? How much could I save every month? What are the steps I need to be able to save that every month? Do I need to forego things? Do I need to create another business and work on income. If you're in an area like I am where homes start at, you know, a million dollars for a home, okay, maybe that is like not in the realm of reality. I'm literally calling my brother-in-law or my cousin and I'm starting to talk about joint ventures because I think there you can make excuses for anything. But, you know, I think real estate's one of those things you don't wait and get in, you get in and wait, right? As the, as the quote goes. So for me, it's, it's been this gene I've been honing. When I look back as in childhood, I was big into track and field. I wanted to collect all the ribbons and the medals for winning the race. Like I think when you marry like a competitive nature with very, being very goal oriented, um, I've never had a bedtime as a kid, right? When I was eight, I was tucking myself in because I wanted to get a good night of sleep. So I'm ready for track and field in the morning. I was feeding chickens at four at five in the morning. Like I think there's all these things that were bred into when I was young that are now manifesting themselves through my twenties and thirties. Um, and so you've just got to get started and it's just this momentum thing. But for me, I've got to first see it in my mind's eye starts with a vision and then I reverse it into just structured goals. Um, and it's never a rush for me to get to somewhere by a certain date. It, obviously like you want to have a general date, but if you make a three-year vision and it takes you five or six years, like, honestly does does not matter you're just still heading in that right direction so i think the timeline's always a little bit we hear smart goals yes timeline but timely nature that's the last kind of element i think in goal setting because we can stress ourselves out and so um that's kind of what i'd say for that when it when i talk about it personally huge absolutely and it kind of ties in brilliantly to to what this 
a very successful man was uh, I was listening on a podcast. Ed Milet, that's who it was. Ed Milet, I was listening to his show. And he's like, do you notice when you're a child, all you do is in like dreamland and fairyland. You're always using your imagination. And as you get older, it's more like, well, that's not logical. Um, you need to come back to reality, right? And he's like, the reason I've gotten to where I am is not because I'm the smartest man. I am hardworking, but there's other people probably that, uh, you know, are digging trenches for 18 hours a day. I'm not doing that stuff. I'm not the, the most good looking, all these things. He's like, but I just never stopped dreaming and planning my vision for my life. He's like, that's the number one thing. Yeah. So that is how critical it is not to get caught up in you know what all this fluffy duffy stuff but you always need to be like hey where am i going just that checking in where am i going personally professionally relationally every aspect which is great so i think dave i think we we nailed a, a pretty good there on why you need a vision so let's let's jump to um johnny's question um yeah. and john johnny from gutter junk in the uk um, was curious to hear your thoughts, Dave, on sharing your numbers with your team, like mainly your technicians, like the office personnel, uh, production managers, probably going to see it too. But we kind of touched on that, the importance of vision when hiring. Um, and we kind of touched on it periodically too. But, you know, would you be that transparent and be like, hey, guys, here's what we did. Kind of give us your experience on that. Yeah, I, it's a great question, Johnny, uh, our friend from the UK. I'm curious what uh, football team he's supporting. So you're going to have to let us know, uh, Johnny. But I would say, like, it is important, I think, to a point for sure. We've gotten a little lazy with this, to be honest. And this question reminds me, we got to get back doing it. But what we used to have, Johnny, we called it the $2,000 truck exercise, where we would train our technicians and show them, you know, you do $2,000, let's say, in a day, or maybe in your case, maybe it's less, maybe it's more. But let's just say, $2,000, we walked them through that whole setup to show where everything was going. Well, you know, in today's day and age, probably, you know, $80 is going to fuel. We're going to have, you know, $80 go to the office. We're going to have $80 go to the production manager. We're going to have, you know, $50 go to chemical. Um, we're going to have this much go to marketing, this much to insurance. Um, we're investing in this coaching program. So this much goes to, you know, learning and furthering the growth of the business. This much goes to our CRM, this much to uh, payment processing, like the list doesn't end, right? And it literally comes down two grand. Uh, Johnny, we made a 20% net profit on your day. We put $400 in the bank for the company or 30%, whatever the profit margin is. And so you want to show your technicians that they're going out doing a $500 job. Johnny's not keeping $460 of it in his pocket while he has a pint with his mates at the pub, right? There's, <laughs> there's literally other things to be paying for. So I think when you can look internally to your team, because your business is just a mirror shining back at you, the business owner. And so I want to have the people on my team, like enjoy their work. Obviously not every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows, but generally enjoy their work, know that they're making a difference and also know that generally for a thousand or two thousand dollar day generally know where the money's flowing through the business and so i don't think you need to necessarily deep dive johnny what you're pulling out of the business as an owner like i do think as you grow it you'll probably move from paying yourself a salary to paying yourself like an owner's uh, distribution by way of profit sharing however you want to set that up but i do think you should have some general financial education around your team and what stuff costs so they know 
And I certainly think at the management level, uh, to have your operations manager, um, you know, have a seat at the table and really see where all the money's going. Like for us uh, and our members of the program, it's called our numbers dashboard, where we're deep diving every single line item in the business. So we're studying it like a mad scientist, right? At midnight seeing, oh, if we change this or move this over here, or, you know, maybe thinned out over here or invested in this thing, how does that change our bottom line? And so you're always just calculating and planning for it. So I'd say, yeah, if you have a vision to grow a business that can run without you, you'd be absolutely shooting yourself in the foot as you transfer out every other system, answering the phone, doing quotes, um, you know, cleaning windows, fixing equipment. Like we want to get all that off your plate, but why don't the owners start to give some level of financial education to your team? You'd be silly to say, go run all the other elements of the business, but have a blindfold on and have no idea where the money's going. I think they should know where the money's going to a large degree. And I do think that's something systematized or not, it's always the business owner's responsibility is the financial viability, the financial health of the business, which will ebb and flow at different times of the year. Is that uh, kind of give a gist to Johnny? I, I think it does. I mean, he, he also mentioned, um, you know, performance bonuses, you know, should these be linked to the numbers? But I just to touch on that quickly, like when the guys know, like, look, $2,000, like that $2,000 truck exercise, I think it's absolutely beautiful because then firstly, they're like, oh, because as an employee, well, the boss makes like everything else. Like he pays us yeah. and then he takes everything home. It's like actually no way, shape or form. So, I, and then I think it ties directly into the, your employees because it's like, look, I'm being fully transparent with you. So they're going to take more ownership in the company, which therefore now they can make 2,200 bucks in a day, which then that then can directly reflect in their performance bonuses. Cause it's kind of like a win-win all around, but yeah. Dave, what's well, your thought? Yeah, man, it's a great point. Like I think most service businesses, like I'd say if you have a hundred service businesses, actually you probably even need more than that. I'd say you need like 200 to have one person. Like it's probably the half of the 1%, I'd say that actually, and again, we've got lazy with this and this is inspiring me to get going on it more because it, it's just so important. And I think like it's in Patrick Lencioni's book, right? Three signs of a miserable job. Like why do people quit? It's they don't know if they're doing a good job. Um, and it's also like they don't know if their boss actually notices them and the work that they do. So I think if you can arm your team with like, here's our key performance indicators we're going for. And then for us, like we do a lot of stuff additional. We do production bonuses. Our crews get to keep 100% of the customer tips from the clients. We pay out for reviews. Um, we're throwing gift cards out left, right, and center. Like we're doing all these things, I think, to build culture. And when you can pair that stuff up with also um, what's going on with uh, financial education, um, people are going to be cut in. And that's where you're going to get less people, man, going out and doing side jobs for cash or have them looking on Indeed, where they can go make a dollar more at the shop down the street, you want to have them, it gets right back into vision. You want to have them in for the long term. And like they need to understand the business the best of their ability. Will they ever have the full ownership and responsibility you have? No, but that's why you're the business owner. So, like, just stop trying to do it all yourself and be superwoman or superman. Start bringing some people into the fold let them have a seat at the table and like, just see what happens. So just stop being so uh, controlling. I think it would be my advice to a lot of business owners listening to this. Boom. I think that like, what else do we want people? Come on. That was absolutely gold. Thank you, Dave. Um, that's sure. all I got, man. I think we touched on 
on why vision is important. It's important as for yourself as the business owner, where you're going, we are visual, visually front-facing creatures, why that's important, why that's important in your team uh, for recruiting and also incentivization uh, on your team. Uh, so I think vision, if you haven't, please do it. Then you can strategically plan and work back. Stay in the visionary as the entrepreneur. Um, you want to oh, something. I want to drop one more gold nugget. Are we okay for time here? Yeah, we're good. Let's okay, go. cool. So when you're scaling a business, everyone, and I won't go too crazy deep on this, but I do want to mention this. There are different skill sets, right? And so uh, we love to give resources on this on this show. So go check out the book called Rocket Fuel by Gina Wickman. Um, we had my integrator, Steve. He came on and taught the coaching call uh, a couple of weeks ago to all of our members. And like, literally, I'm like, Steve's coming on. He's my integrator. Steve, you're going to teach for like an hour and a half. And I took notes the whole time. We peppered him with questions. Uh, he was loving it. And so Steve was a guy, guys, three years ago in my vision meeting where I described where the company's going. And I saw his eyes light up at the back of the room. And Steve is very organized. He's my guy, boots on the ground, day-to-day, running my entire company where I can go be the visionary and plan out where we're going and work on, you know, really the big picture things, make those key relationships. Like we almost laugh at each other how sometimes different our skill sets can be, but that's what makes a great business. And so as you start to grow your business, there is a certain point where the owner needs to start getting some breathing room from the day to day. You don't need to go fully hands off, but I would start finding almost a coach that your team could look up to. Um, you know, they look up to coach Steve, where me, I will do other things that I can consult with the team members on maybe, you know, more the training of like the two grand truck exercise that would probably come from me. It's more kind of meteor financial based employee retention kind of thing. So really start to look at as you scale up, are you more visionary or integrator? Um, if you're more visionary, which you generally could be, if you started your own business, you dream of this thing going, you know, places you want to look on who your team can start to take on integrator levels of responsibility. Um, and so I didn't make this up. This is again from Gina Wickman, but check out Rocket Fuel because you want to start identifying who in your organization can be your integrator. And my goodness, when you marry up uh, integrator, Landon, marry him up with the visionary, pour some rocket fuel on it and Bam, yeah. we got we got a crazy growing business. So that's one point I just want to add to. Um, you can get a little too heavy visionary and balance yourself back out because we still got to get the jobs done and have money come in. So if we go a little too visionary, read all these business books behind these stuff still needs to get done. So yeah. marry that visionary with an integrator. It'd be good to rock. Love that. Love that. Dave, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm going to put you on the spot to end, man. You're putting us, uh, singing us off to the outro with a, with a quote. So drop, drop us a quote and then uh, we'll sign off the call here. Yeah. So I think that it's very uh, fitting. I think uh, Tony Robbins said, we often under, underestimate what we can do in one year and often uh, overestimate. No, we often overestimate what we can do in a year and, off, and often underestimate what we can do in five. Wow. Bro. Yes. Um, which like it, it ties to like vision. Cause like, you know, in six months we have like, I'm going to get like four trucks on the road and hire like a million employees. And it's just like, probably not, not saying it couldn't happen, but 99.9% .9 no in five years, 1 million percent, you probably do even more than that. So just keeping that like more of a long-term, uh, focus in mind and, and another one for you, vision is the art of seeing 
what is invisible to others. Like that is literally the job description as the entrepreneur, where the heck are you yeah. going and, and dishing that back? Yeah, no, man. So, so good. I'll, I'll give you one last question to put you on the hot seat. Go Why ahead. Do you, you, you've sat on hundreds and hundreds of assessment calls for our coaching program. You've mentioned to me as well that this is a, a thing lacking uh, in entrepreneurs tool belts. What, what is it in your opinion why owners have not taken the time to just make even a basic vision? Is it they know they need to do it and they just neglect it? Or do they have no idea until they listen to a show like this where they're like, boom, unfair advantage. I need to go make a vision. Like, where do you think that missing link kind of is? Yeah, I think it kind of ties into like the priority list, right? Because like we're focused on technician and managerial tasks. And like, obviously when you're just starting out, like again, this stuff still needs to get done, but then, you know, you throw on a, a white a wife and kids at home and then the soccer practice, and then you're going to try and work out and then, okay, maybe I'm going to man up or a woman up and take care of those finances that have been staring me in the face, all these kind of different things. So I think it just comes down to um, time, just taking the time, which might come down to your part time management. You maybe are disorganized, you know, maybe you are working too much on these 20, 30 hour, an hour tasks, but from the assessment calls, that I've seen, I think it's just the timing thing and also them not realizing the importance of vision until they actually do it. And then it's like a light bulb. Like I thought it was kind of hokey. Uh, you I even heard the guy, this from guys in, in the program. They're like, ah, you know, when you mentioned the vision thing, I was like, kind of like, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Let's just keep pushing today. But then they actually took the time, actually was shown practically step-by-step, step, Hey, this is what it should look like. Here's the steps to do it. Here's the questions. And it was like a light bulb. They're like, Oh my gosh. Like, okay. I can see exactly where we're going. It's reverse engineered. And now we're just executing on that, keeping the bigger vision in mind from the day to day. So I think that it comes down to time and an underutilization of the importance that a good vision has in culture yeah. financial planning like every aspect um yeah. it, so that's what i would say yeah 100 percent. there's so many parts guys like businesses are a complex uh organism <laughs> that is just there's so many things to focus on but this would be one top of funnel really high level flows to everything else like a really big pillar you're going to want to put in and take it from me like i heard about vision and also core values for a number of years and was just like head down focused in the business like why am I going to plan out like where why am I going to dream about where we're going when I can just do right now and like yeah. you've got to let like Landon said you've got to be that kid kid like state and just let yourself dream maybe if it's even like two hours a month uh, I do a lot of good dreaming on a road trip right just plug it in and just drive so um, you know, obviously keep your eyes on the road still but you know <laughs> dream dream a little bit more than doing because Landon, I'd say these assessments you're on, most people do not have a problem with doing. They are up oh, early. No. They are smashing it, grinding it out. But like, if you're like, how much time did you spend dreaming this week? Well, that's a dumb question. Well, is it? Because it actually flows everything uh, under it. So really, really important to touch on. Huge. Always, always. I love it, man. Well, thank you for dropping the quotes. Thank you for uh, running the call. And uh, everybody, we hope that uh, this brought you uh, some clarity around the importance of uh, of making a vision. 
Um, and we're looking forward to uh, the next episode already here at Home Service Business Coach. So thank you so much for listening as we close in closer to that uh, epic 100 episode mark coming up in just a few weeks from now. So Landon, you have a good rest of your day, my man, and everybody listening as well. Have an incredible day and we'll be chatting very soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.